From the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery, I'm Josh Young, and this is As Seen From Here. On today's podcast, allaying the itch. Using uh, a laser counter, we could actually count the amount of pollen uh, in that chamber. First this. If time and money were no object, you'd probably go to a lot of meetings. Not just ASCRS, but ESCRS, APACRS, AAO, Hawaiian Eye, and Winter Update, and you'd learn a ton. But money is an issue, and time an even bigger one. That's why I go to all of those meetings for you, speak with the presenters you'd like best, and get them to distill their talks down to just a few minutes. You can see all of these interviews at no cost at the iWorld Replay website. Just go to ewreplay.org, E-W-R-E-P-L-A-Y.org, and enjoy. Medical therapies abound for seasonal allergic conjunctivitis, but I'm sure you've been in this situation too. You've just gone over the proper use of topical mast cell stabilizers and topical antihistamines. You've spoken about allergen avoidance and maybe about allergy testing and and perhaps even HEPA filters when your patient says, okay, doc, but what else can I do? What else indeed? James Wolfson has just published the results of a study looking at non-pharmacologic therapies for seasonal allergic conjunctivitis, and I'm delighted to have him as my guest today. James, what are the most common allergens involved in seasonal allergic conjunctivitis, and what are the conventional modalities of therapy for SAC? So um, the main allergens come either from uh, grasses um, or from trees, such as uh, birch um, pollen. Obviously, it will vary um, from country to country. In terms of the main therapies, um, mainly they are either systemic uh, therapies, so people are taking um, antihistamines, for example, in uh, tablet form or even nasal spray, and people can use um, topical medication as well, uh, the mainstay being mast cell stabilizers and antihistamines. And what question did your study seek to answer? So our study was uh, brought about because uh, I was speaking at a, a meeting with some um, conventional systemic allergists, and one of the treatments that we often talk about for eyes in terms of um, allergy is cold compresses and artificial tears. And they challenged me to say, well, what was really the evidence for this? And, and looking back at the literature, um, there was very little evidence. Um, people often advocate them uh, for use. Uh, in terms of calming the symptoms of allergy, um, but there was actually nothing to show in the literature that they were effective. So then, James, how did you set up your study? What was the the design of your study? So we set up a a randomized controlled trial. Um, We worked in collaboration with the National Pollen and Aerobiology Unit at the University of Worcester in the UK, and they do all the um, pollen forecasts across the UK that appear on the BBC. Um, And so working with them, they had um, a chamber, an environmental chamber, um, that they could induce um, allergens into. Um, And so the patients, we had 18 patients who came back uh, multiple times to, uh, first of all, to see uh, what their uh, main allergy was, to to grass pollen, 
and to control that to a unified level and then to have them come and have either artificial tears or a cold compress on their own or in combination. And we also then compared that um, to a um, well-known and, and um, most effective uh, antihistamine mast cell stabilizer combination, which is epinastin hydrochloride, either on its own or again with a cold compress. How did you select your study population? How, how did you verify that your subjects were genuinely prone to seasonal allergies that affected the eyes? So these were patients that were already known to the um, study center, but they all had the traditional systemic skin prick test to show that they were allergic to graft pollen and graft pollen alone. And we also did the traditional uh, conjunctival challenge test again inducing um, grass pollen to the eye in liquid form and ensuring that there was a reaction. Now how, how did this challenge test w- work? I, as a sufferer of seasonal allergies, my own self, I, 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 I can't say that I didn't shudder when I was reading uh, how, the, how the challenge was done. Can you, can you tell me how, how it was done? So the traditional challenge test is in a liquid form um, applied to the uh, conjunctiva to look at the uh, reaction, particularly the hyperemia that's caused. However, we feel that that's not particularly realistic to how people normally um, have their allergy stimulated. That's when they're outside and it's uh, in the air. So within the um, environmental chamber, uh, we had a sump chamber where we could release uh, a known amount of pollen. Um, that had uh, fans in it to keep that pollen circulating within that chamber. And using uh, a laser counter, we could actually count the amount of pollen uh, in that chamber. So it was individually controlled for that particular um, patient to have a bench line mark level of um, um, allergic response. And in fact, that was very consistent across all of the trials. And and to be clear, you you did this study at a time that was out of the sufferer's actual allergy season. So it's not that they were exposed to allergens when they were outside of the, the study chamber. Absolutely, yes. We picked a time of year to make sure that it was purely our stimulation that would have any effect. And what were your results? What, what were your findings, James? So our findings were that in terms of uh, signs of allergens, so um, traditional hyperemia, we also did um, the uh, temperature of the eye um, with a thermo camera. Then we saw that uh, each of the, um, when we induced the um, allergy, we got a similar response each time. And all of the treatments were effective compared to no treatment. Um, But interestingly, the uh, cold compresses and artificial tears, particularly in combination, were pretty much as effective as the epinastin hydrochloride. Your study groups, if if I have it right, were no treatment, were artificial tears, were cold compresses, epinastin, and then combinations of of those therapies. That's right. So we showed that... um, the artificial tears in combination with the cold compress was very effective, as effective as epinastin on its own. But we could also enhance the effect of epinastin by adding a cold compress as well. 
No, this, this this sounds like a simple question, but but I gather from the paper that it's not. By what means do the artificial tears work? Well, we presume that they have some kind of washing effect, and we've also seen this with uh, lubricating contact lenses in the past, um, that they seem to um, essentially remove some of the uh, allergens from the surface of the eye, therefore reducing the uh, impact. And and you feel too that that the tears and the contact lenses, which were not part of this study, act also as a as a physical barrier uh, to the adhesion of the allergens to the ocular surface. Certainly, from our contact lens studies, we feel that that is is the case, and probably the case also if um, there's a good layer of uh, tears. And again, anecdotally, this has been reported by patients that are saying that they prefer wearing things like contact lenses when they peel an onion, for example. Um, we imagine that that has some kind of barrier type effect. Now, uh, when, when, when I recommend tears to contact lens, excuse me, to seasonal allergy sufferers, I, I tell them to, to chill the, the uh, tears. But did you find whether chilling the tears had any actual benefit? So we didn't specifically chill the tears, but um, certainly a cold compress in combination with the, with the uh, artificial tears, which um, probably is, is a similar type effect, was more effective than the artificial tears on their own. How did uh, just the artificial tears with cold compresses compare to just the pharmacologic agent? So pretty comparably, particularly for symptoms, for the, um, sorry, for signs, for symptoms, the epinastin was slightly better, but the, the difference wasn't great. So um, essentially, these non-pharmaceutical treatments seem a very effective management strategy for acute seasonal, seasonal allergic conjunctivitis. Of course, we've got to remember that if you've got a chronic condition, um, you're not going to be putting in artificial tears every moment of every day. Um, so um, pharmaceutical treatments, particularly Marcel stabilizers, where they're... Um, used prophylactically still have a great role. Now, now I just want to sort of par- parse this out. Not, not only um, it do- does it seem, from, at least from, from my reading of your study, that artificial tears and compresses are beneficial for um, an acute episode of allergy symptoms, but they're, they're an acute therapy in the sense that uh, that the study period that you looked at for improvement of symptoms was, was 60, 60 minutes, um, yeah. am I right? So that um, if what we're looking at, it, and, and I know that, that you just said this, but I want to sort of spell it out, uh, is someone who has an allergy uh, season that is lasting several days or several weeks, that, that, that there may be additional, more chronic benefits to mesel stabilizers since that effect of those pharmacologic agents takes some time. Yes, absolutely. So we would still, with our patients, uh, going, go through a pollen calendar with them to try and work out what they're most allergic to and alert them a few weeks before we expect that uh, pollen to be released um, to have them on Marcel stabilizers. So the cold compress and artificial tears is if they're caught unawares and have an acute reaction or to supplement over the top of um, a, a systemic treatment if it's a, a particularly high pollen count day. Right, for, for sort of breakthrough symptoms. Absolutely, yes. 
So uh, put, putting this all together uh, and, and having performed this, this study, what is your protocol for treating a seasonal allergy patients in the context of, of your own practice? And, and by extension, what, what should I be doing? So essentially, we should be trying to um, identify what they're allergic to, because obviously the best way is to avoid that. And most people can't avoid a particular allergen. But if you know what uh, causes their allergy, then you can warn them. Um, Obviously, pollen seasons vary each year, depending on what the the climate has been like. And of course, it's much more variable nowadays, perhaps with global warming. Um, But there are predictions that we can then put in place to warn them in advance and put them on their mast cell stabilizers in enough time that they get that prophylactic effect. But also then to have them um, know that if they have a a particular acute attack, um, then something as simple as a cold compress and artificial tears will rapidly relieve their signs and symptoms um, to get over uh, those. James, thank you very much for, for being generous with your time, the, 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 this is uh, this is great stuff, and as I say, this is I think going to change the way that I practice. Fantastic, thank you. James Wolfson is deputy executive dean at the School of Life and Health Sciences at Aston University in Birmingham, United Kingdom. His paper, "Effectiveness of Non-Pharmacologic Treatments for Acute Seasonal Allergic Conjunctivitis," appears in the January 2014 issue of Ophthalmology. Ask questions of Dr. Wolfson or any of our previous guests, or make a comment about any of the topics we've discussed. These interviews are meant to be the start of a conversation in which you participate. Write to me with your questions or comments at josh at iWorld.org. As Seen From Here is a production of the American Society of Cataract and Refractive Surgery. Be a part of the next podcast. I'm Josh Young.